to win. They don't want us to win. They try to keep us out the tournament first. They suspended us. Perseverance. Everybody counted us out in the first half. We persevere. Eat, young boys, eat. How can you not love Carmelo? How can any Q's fan have a bad thing to say about Carmelo? I mean, isn't that great? Isn't it great to see how energized and how amped up he is about the team? I mean, woof. That's good. That's good. eat, eat, eat. That's what that's what both teams doing right now. The men's, the women's, eating their way to the final four. And you know what? Ain't nothing that these haters can say anything about it. What can they say? What can they say? There's nothing more to be said. First, they said we shouldn't be in the tournament. We was gonna lose to Dayton. We beat Dayton. Well, Dayton isn't Dayton isn't as good as we thought. They no good. Then they said Middle Tennessee State was a dangerous 15 seed, best 15 seed probably ever. We waxed them, and they said, "Oh, it's just a 15 seed." Sweet 16. Now we go play Gonzaga. I mean, you would have thought they had Shaq and Dirk out there on that team, the way everybody was hyping those guys up. We beat them. And then I see somebody with the nerves to say, oh, Gonzaga's a mid-major. Syracuse is just beating mid-majors. I'm like, what? I haven't heard the term mid-major been put on Gonzaga for like 10 years now. I mean, that's a big boy program over there. Yeah, sure, they play in a weak conference. But that's a big boy basketball team over there. They were a one seed a few years ago. So now now all of a sudden people want to throw mid-major label on them? Okay. So you wanted mid-majors in the tournament over Syracuse. Syracuse beating them, and now people are complaining about it. Okay, whatever. Got Virginia now. People say, oh, Virginia got this. Easiest road to the Final Four. This is going to be the year that Coach Bennett gets his team into that Final Four. And you know what? Down 15, 16, whatever it was. And you know against Virginia, if you're down 15, 16, that's more like a 26-point deficit, the way they play defense and how slow they run their offense. But this team... As we've seen time and time and time again, there's no quit. Even in in a bunch of our losses, the team always went down fighting. And what's so great about these last two victories is that we saw, especially towards the end of the season, against North Carolina, against Florida State, against Pitt in the ACC tournament, where we'll fall behind, we'll make these great comebacks late, but we we just we just always would fall short. And now, in a tournament where it really matters, 
we're winning these games. We're coming back. Yeah, you might knock us down, but we come back and we close in the show. We're not falling short. And that's what's great to see. That's when people talk about the heart of a champion. That Q's Nation is a prime example of having a heart of a champion. With what we're seeing with the Syracuse team and this run that they just had making it to the Final Four. Whew. I mean, it's still... It's it's still just I'm just still in amazement of that our team is is in this position that we're we have an opportunity to win a championship. If I came on one of these pods back in January and said, "Yeah, I think Syracuse is going to be in the Final Four and have a chance to win the championship," a lot of people would have been like, "Hey, Dean." What you smoking? What's your drug of choice? You know, you, you, you drunk or something? What's going on with you? None of us could have saw this coming. Especially back in December. When JB was suspended and the team looked lost. And even when JB came back, you know, we had some losses in the beginning. But, hey, I was saying back then. After we got that Duke win, the schedule was real favorable. We could make a push there, win those games that we're supposed to win, and we can get into the tournament. Who knows? But, hey, after that pick game, I mean, <laughs> all of us was feeling the same. Like, hey, we'll just take a playing game, like JB said. <laughs> like, we, we, we were just – we weren't even analyzing what seed we might possibly get. We were just talking about, you know, just – Hopefully getting into the playing game. And to get a 10 seed and to get this opportunity, I mean, this this is, whew, this is a run that I'll never forget. And yesterday's game against Virginia, it's right up there. Probably number two after the championship game back in 03. It's number two as, as, as one of my, my favorite moments in Syracuse basketball history. Because before, before that, you know, you have the champ. The championship game in 03 against Kansas is always going to be number one. But my number two was always the, the Georgia Sweet 16 game in 96 because that was when I became a diehard fan and fell in love with the team. But that win against Virginia, that comeback, that 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 jumps up right to number two because. At that moment in time, when we were down, I think, 15, I was just hoping not tweeted this, too. I was like, look, if we can just get this to five or six down the stretch, around three minutes or so, be in the same spot like we were against Gonzaga, then, hey, maybe maybe we might have a chance. But what was so amazing about this run is that we're down, like, 15 or so, around 10 minute mark or nine nine and change or something and by five and change we're winning the game i mean the the the, the turnaround i mean the whole going from zero to 100 that's a prime example of that right there because i mean 
this is a game that we just took control real quick and and held on down the stretch. Because I, I figured, hey, if, if we were going to make a comeback the way that game was going, it would have been something similar to the Gonzaga game where we just kept chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. And then hopefully, you know, if they had like a four or five point lead, maybe we knock down a three, get a steal off the press and, you know, steal the game that way and just hold on in the end. Maybe they miss a last second shot or something. But, you know, to take the lead around five minutes or so, be up six with a couple minutes left and just hold on for the victory. I mean, phew, I don't think I've seen a comeback so quick in in a Syracuse game in 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 a, in 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 a uh in, in that that type of magnitude with um you know the elite eight with a final four um with a final four on the line. I mean it it was just whew. I, I mean words came described like I, I was just I, I was just in, in amazement just watching what's going on with Malachi. I mean it was to a point Malachi was so bad in the first half that, like, I was telling my man Jason Spears on Twitter, I was like, dude, we got to bench him. Like, we should just ride with Cooney, G, Lydon, Robeson, and Coleman just for the, the whole second half. Because Malachi, I mean, it was just bad. And remember... He wasn't good against Middle Tennessee State and Gonzaga. So I'm like, he, he's just a lost cause right now. But you know what? That's why JB's the coach. And I'm just a fan. You know what I'm saying? JB knows what he's doing. He knows his team. So that's why he's the coach. And that's why I'm the fan. And Malachi, much respect to you, my brother. Because, I mean, that, that, he, it was NBA jam. Jam mode, you know, um, people, you know, people that know that used to play NBA Jam back in the days when he used to be on fire. I mean, Malachi went retro on people, man, because I mean that step back over Brogdon. I mean, that was the game right there. Like once we went up one, and he knocked down that step back over him. I mean, I I got the feeling like we weren't losing that game. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, man. That, <laughs> I mean, this is. Whew. Yeah, that that performance is something that Q's fans is never gonna forget. Cause and 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 we really needed somebody to step up because that was the kind of game. That was the kind of game, especially like with the first half where, you know, we weren't getting any calls. You know, the way they was officiating it, it's like, hey, blood had to be coming out or something for somebody to get a call. But at the end of the day. You have to adjust to the officiating. You know, if they if 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 they're gonna let contact go, then you're just gonna have to finish allow those drives around the hoop and stuff. And I wrote I wrote something up on um Syracuse fan where I was saying I thought one of the main keys for the Virginia game was that Virginia isn't known as a big shot blocking team, but they contest every shot well. And the Gonzaga game, we had trouble finishing on a lot of those one-on-one drives around the hoop. And I thought one of the main keys into this game was having those shots that we were missing against Gonzaga go down against Virginia. And the first half, that wasn't working, obviously. But the second half, and one of the biggest adjustments JB made was 
we stop doing running pick and roll on the top of the key. And we just had our guys in isolation and just go into the lane and try to take them one-on-one. And the shots that we were missing against Gonzaga in the first half against Virginia started going down. And even if we missed, we were able to get the offensive rebound and get the putbacks. Because, you know, when you have a driver going in, you're going to collapse that defense and you're going to attract multiple defenders to the driver. So that's going to leave the weak side open for those rebounds, for those putbacks. So looking at the the box score, I mean, they they out-rebounded us. Um, Let me see. No, we out-rebounded them by two. 36 to 34, and we got 12 offensive rebounds to their eight. So that's the key right there. And they had 13 turnovers, and we only had eight. And I think somebody said that, um, I saw somebody say that we didn't even have a turnover in the second half, and that's pretty amazing against Virginia. I mean, I don't think there's too many teams out there with the way they play defense that could say they go through a half without having a turnover. So and 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 JB getting to the press real early because I thought too, being down in the first half and how we were getting dominated, I was like, look, we probably just say you know to hell with it, just go with the press from the get go in the early in the second half and see if you could turn the game around. JB went a little later than I thought he would, but he went a little later than I was hoping because I was saying, hey, you know, try early in the second half. But, you know, he did it around the the, the nine-minute mark or so. And um, it is good that you – know, and that's pretty much early for him because he always waits till two minutes or so. And I'm glad that he didn't wait until that point where, we're, you know, we're down by eight or nine and then it's too late. At that point, I think we were down by 11 or so. And even he said in the post game that he had to do something. Like, we, we, had, to, we had to do something because it just seemed like – Every time we would cut it down to about nine or eight, they would always make a three or, you know, that Toby guy in the middle would get, you know, um, a couple of finishes and stuff. So every time we get down to eight or nine, it would always go up to 13, 14, 15. And, um, you know, uh, we had we had to do something to, to shake things up. So I'm glad that uh, JB, you know, he didn't wait to the last two, three minutes to start the press and he 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 did it early and we were were able to get some turnovers and they missed some shots as well but you know Malachi stepped up Ty Lydon um knocked down a big three um you know Cooney Cooney had some finishes around the hoop and you know his shot selection during this tournament is real good because he's not just jacking up off balance threes and stuff he's attacking that hoop and um you know he's 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 just not shot jacking out there and just um you know killing his team like he's making smart basketball plays on both end of, both ends of the floor. I mean the Gonzaga game. I mean some of those reads that he had. I mean especially the one towards the end of the game. I mean I don't know what that ref. The, the only thing I can say about that ref is he had to have money on Gonzaga or something because I don't know how a ref from his angle could see that. Cooney's um feet was out of bounds or, or whatever like that I mean to me it's impossible from the angle he was at that you can see what was what you know what I mean like that's a call you leave to the the, the baseline the, the official around the baseline that's right there close to it so I don't know what that was about but um 
you know, I thought I thought in the Gonzaga game when it was fifty seven forty eight and it seemed like Gonzaga had control of that game, Cooney knocked down a big three and then he had a steal when we went into the press and I think at that time we were down by like six points or five points or something and he had a steal, um, got a put back and then there was another half court violation that he helped cause. So defensively and even offensively, you know, he stepped up and stuff. So I thought that was one of his best all around games and stuff. And um uh and, and and you know, G I mean G G G was in great against Virginia. Um he had uh, uh some some nice finishes and transition and stuff, but um I, I don't know it, it, it it's good that Malachi stepped up because G that's one of the, the things you look at um too moving forward as a positive is that G didn't have his best game against Virginia, but we still won. So you know he's been our rock the whole season. So you know he's gonna he's gonna step back step back up against um North Carolina next and stuff. So it's good that. Our, our best player had an off night, and we still won. I mean, same thing against Gonzaga. Um, we only shot. Um, let me see. Let me look at the box score here. Like we only shot thirty, thirty-six percent. Yeah, thirty-six percent against Gonzaga, and um, still won that game. I mean, I remember watching the post game with with Mark Few, and he was just looking at the stat sheet, and he was just saying, "Man, like we shot forty-three percent overall, nearly forty percent from three. We out rebounded them, and we still lost. But when you look at it like, oh, how we, how would you, how, how would you take the L on that? Well, obviously, if you out rebounded them, cause yeah, they out rebounded us, but it was thirty seven thirty three overall. And the key number here is we out rebounded them on the offensive glass fifteen to twelve. So despite it looking like Sabonis was killing us on the glass and stuff. Tyler Robeson actually um, put more work than him on the offensive glass because he had nine offensive rebounds to Sabonis seven. So we were able to get some more extra possessions there, and Gonzaga had 17 turnovers to only nine that we had, and we had 10 blocks. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's uh when you make plays like that, when you shoot 36% overall and you win the game, you look at stats like that, and then from the free throw line, we went fourteen for sixteen, and they only shot four four um they only shot five free throws, went four for five. So when you shoot thirty six percent, you need to do all these other things that you know people might not um people might not look at as 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 something that stands out and stuff. But these are all the little things that you look back on. And you say, wow, like, you know, that that was the difference right there, you know, when it comes to just causing the turnovers, the offensive rebounding. Because before, we'll, we'll get out rebounded by 15, 20 against teams during the season. And a lot of us will complain and say, you know, that's ridiculous. Like, you, 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 you just costing yourself a chance being out rebounded like that. Like, if we're going to get out rebounded, we got to keep it at a certain level at, you know, no more than five or somewhere, no or no more than 10, you know what I'm saying? And here, you know, against Gonzaga with Sabonis, everybody was worried about Sabonis, and it's like they only out-rebounded us by four, but we win the offensive rebounding battle um, 15 to 12 and, and cause um, 
more turnovers against them. They had eight more turnovers than us. So that was a key difference there. And, and um, you know, and that was kind of a game where offensively, like I said earlier, we just couldn't finish around around the basket. It was it was tough to um, consistently finish around around the basket. And that was one of the things I was looking at going to the Virginia game. So, uh, you know, it's good that we had we had some some success in the second half against Virginia and stuff because um it's it's still amazing to me that we we were able to win the Virginia game um shooting 36% again <laughs> i'm just looking at the, sh- the the field goal percentage i'm like what 36% again so basically we shot 36% against Gonzaga and Virginia and we still won i mean it's, it's I don't have no words right now. I mean, wow. I mean, and and I was saying too, like, look, we can't shoot thirty six percent again after the Gonzaga game. I was like, we couldn't, we couldn't shoot thirty six percent again, and think we could win. And we shoot thirty six percent again, and we still win. So that's why I said, like, when I opened last week's pod, I said, we, 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 us fans and everybody, like, we don't know nothing. Like, we really don't. Like, we think we could sit here and analyze all this stuff and everything, and we really don't know nothing. Like, that's why the players play, and we, we, we just watch and witness the outcomes because it's, it's, this sports stuff is so unpredictable at times, especially with college basketball. That's why I love college basketball so much because. You know, you look at the NBA, and I love the NBA, but, you know, when you have a seven-game series, nine times out of ten, you know, the better team is going to win. You know, yeah, the underdog might win a game or two, but just over, you know, seven games or so, the better team is is going to win out. But what we all love about college basketball is you're just talking about one night, one game. You know, anything could happen. So now moving forward – against um North Carolina obviously they're gonna be a heavy favorite I mean I saw the odds it's nearly Syracuse already nearly a 10 point underdog and that's fine I like it that way I have no problem with them being a 10 point on a 10 point favorite 15 point favorite whatever like you know I hope everybody gives them all kinds of praises and say they're gonna kill us and this and that because you know, the players, they're all human, and I'm sure it's going to get into their head. And they beat us twice already, so they might come into the game relaxed and thinking, hey, you know, we beat them twice. We could have our way with them again. And our guys come out hungry. Like, it, it, this this whole thing now, this is where leadership and everything comes in. You know, this is where our fifth-year guys, you know, they come in and tell the guys, look, you're happy to be in the Final Four? But it doesn't stop here. Like, the goal is to win this championship. And I trust our core that that'll be, you know, it'll be very businesslike out in Houston. And we'll come in focus and the same type of energy you see we've been bringing throughout the first four games is what we're going to see coming up over the weekend. And if we can get past North Carolina, I feel I feel real good for Monday night because North Carolina when it just when you just talk about talent wise overall and stuff like that, they they probably have the most um, talent as a team 
But somebody brought up an interesting fact that when it comes to NBA talent, Syracuse might have the most than everybody left in the field. Because you talk, you know, Ben and Jay, Lyden, Malachi Richardson. You look at North Carolina, I mean, Bryce Johnson's the only guy that you look at and say, okay, you know, that guy, he's going to play – He's gonna play play for a while in the NBA. The rest of those guys, I I I, I don't you know maybe maybe they get a ten day D league call up or something like that, but I don't see any real pro potential with any of their guys. But as a team, they play real well together as college players and things. So they have the most the the, the deepest roster and 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 you know um with guys that have been playing together for a while and stuff. But um, when it comes to, you know, uh, individual pro talent, Syracuse, um, you know, we, believe it or not, we, we actually are in a better spot than all the others. And even, you know, you look at Oklahoma, Buddy Heald, he's the only guy. The other guys, you know, they're good college players, but they're not guys that are going to be playing in the NBA. And same thing with Nova. Like, Nova, I don't think Nova... I don't maybe Jalen Brunson in a few years because I know he came in as a top twenty point guard and McDonald's All American and stuff and um um the Bridges kid looked like you know he 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 looks like once he gets settled into a role you know he's long and athletic and there's some upside there but um he's still unproven but everybody else is just more like good college players but not NBA guys but um like I said before we get past North Carolina. Oklahoma Nova. I mean, I prefer Oklahoma because I think even though Buddy Hill has been he he's on a run as an individual that I haven't seen since Steph Curry led Davidson in the tournament. I think back um few years years back when um uh when they went to the Elite Eight, Buddy Hill is 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 just and the difference is is Buddy Hill is surrounded by better talent where. Steph Curry, it was just him and maybe another decent player or two. At Oklahoma, they they it's it's Buddy Hill, he's been amazing and he has a couple other guys who shoot over forty percent from three. But I think against us, they don't have like that middle game. It would just be a it would just be I think their game plan would just be to jack up like thirty five to forty threes and just try to beat us that way. And we see all the time, like, if your game plan is just to jack up a million threes, you're not going to beat us. So, yeah, like, Buddy Hill might go off, fine. He can, he can drop his 35. But if we keep the other guys to, you know, below their scoring averages and stuff, and we don't have the random no-name guy come out and have, you know, his uh, breakout game, yeah, I could see the zone just frustrating that team overall and us, you know, doing real well against them. Villanova, I mean, they know the zone, and Jay Wright's a good coach. So, you know, I don't think our zone and stuff will catch them off guard, but it's still a, a, a favorable matchup for us because they're not, like, a big team and stuff. I mean, their big man, Oshefu, I hope I'm saying his name right, he's been playing real well. He's been real impressive and stuff, but it, he's just one guy. You know what I'm saying? They're not a team that's going to throw, like, three or four big guys at you, like what we're going to see with North Carolina. So, like, that's a team I think we could handle and stuff. But um, just for the element of surprise, I prefer Oklahoma because I think, you know, our zone would throw them off from what they want to do. And just jacking up a million threes, that's that's not going to beat us. So, but, you know, first we got to get past North Carolina. That's going to be a tough one. 
we lost um lost to them twice and in two games that you know we gave it out all the first time I think was when JB first came back from suspension and then the second time you know we was going through our losing streak and stuff but even then like we gave them a great game we were down double digits at their place came back it was a one possession game late and um I think uh the difference in that game was they they got a lot of offensive boards and was able to um finish around the hoop and stuff like I think they had like 18 offensive boards and but we did well in the glass that game too I think we had double I think we had double digit offensive rebounds as well but they were able to take advantage of it more and they shot well from three as well I think that was a game where we didn't have um a high three-point shooting percentage that game and stuff I think we only hit like a few threes that game so this game I mean Hey, they say three times a charm. I mean, you know, we already lost the pit three times, but we it's a different season now. You know what I'm saying? Our guys are playing at a whole new level. And um, I, I, I like, I mean, you can't doubt this team. I mean, North Carolina, yeah, you could say that's the best team left. But, you know, everybody thought we was going to get smashed by Virginia, and we beat them. And North Carolina, they don't play defense like Virginia. So, I think our guys will be able to score, and, um, you know, I think we'll rebound. And, you know, it's just they have a lot of size, and you worry about guys who aren't known as great three-point shooters going off, you know, because that's what happened at the last game and stuff. You know, they, they knocked down a bunch of threes, um, especially in the first half that, you know, we didn't really expect. And it wouldn't surprise me if – they got hot in the beginning because it seemed like that always happened all the time. Like we saw that with, um, uh, you know, from the first game, you know, Dayton, Middle Tennessee State, Gonzaga, even Virginia. Like the first half, these teams always seem to have success from three. And then the second half, we make the adjustment and we shut that down. So it wouldn't shock me if it's still the same thing here where, you know, they they make five, six threes maybe in the first half and then we make that adjustment but you know, I, it, it's just gonna come down to keeping them at uh, at one shot because Bryce Johnson, Meeks, you know Hicks, they they got all size and everything. But difference now is Tyler Robinson is playing at an incredible level right now. Like he's just been an animal on the boards. So like all that success that they have been getting against other teams and that they even had against us before. I don't think it's going to be the same this time around unless Robeson just checks back to, you know, before the, before how he was before the tournament and, and, and just go through the motions. But I, I think, I think he's glued, like he's, he's a new person now. Like, I don't think he's gonna all of a sudden just go back to just going through a phase. Like, I think he he's confident now and, 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 I'm actually seeing him smile for the first time. You know what I'm saying? Like he he seems comfortable now in his own skin in a Syracuse uniform and stuff. Before I always felt like he it just seemed like he never fit in and stuff, and he was just trying to find his place. But now he's bought into the role of just being, you know, the 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 the, the energy man. You know, kind of like kind of like the Ford version of Baikita. Like you remember when Baikita, like he was just an energy guy, and it rubbed off on the team. And um, now Robeson, he's being that, the Ford version of that, and it's rubbing off on our guys too because when he's out there fighting two, three guys for a rebound and stuff, 
it it makes his teammates feel like, hey, why can't why can't I do that? You know what I'm saying? So that's why you see a guy like Malachi, he's in the paint, finishing over seven footers and stuff. Tyler Lydon getting tip ins and stuff against guys who outweigh him by thirty forty pounds. You know, it rubs off on the team. So I think our guys are gonna be you know real 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 energized and and ready to go and. Hey, we'll give North Carolina our, our best shot, but hey, you couldn't ask this run. You couldn't ask for anything better. So whether win lose, um, you know I'm real proud of these guys. I know all the Syracuse Nation is proud of them, and um, let's let's hope that we can we can cap this off next Monday with a championship. Um. Like I said in the beginning, when referring to all, you know, the people hating and stuff, and I was going to get into it with certain people and all that, but then I was like, you know what? We had fun with all the clowns yesterday after the game and stuff, and now it's a new day. We got the whole week ahead of us. Q's Nation, let's just enjoy it. You know, let's let's not worry about what this person said and that person said. Like, we, we had fun clowning on these jokers after the game. Now let's just focus on the team. Let's celebrate this run. Celebrate another Final Four appearance. Celebrate that, you know, Syracuse can put all the the, the, the sanctions and all that stuff behind them because now, especially when it comes to recruiting, the other schools can't negative recruit us no more. Like, what are they going to say? You know, their whole thing, oh, you know, Syracuse is done. You're not going to be able to win a championship there, this and that. Like, they can't say that. They can't say that because we have an opportunity now to win a championship. We're in the Final Four. So all of that, like, they, they all all of that is just not in play anymore. And, and this, this run – is a much needed boost for the basketball program, and it's 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 gonna make a big impact on recruiting. And and you know, shout out to my man, my man JT, who said we were chatting, and he told me he said run like this. JB should just call a guy like Michael Porter after everything is said and done, and say, hey, come come visit Syracuse. Come if you was really a fan. Because remember, Michael Porter said he was a fan of Syracuse and this and that. If you're really a fan, come visit and let's talk. And then if he's really serious about Syracuse, then, yeah, JB, I'm pretty sure, will hop on the plane and go visit him in Missouri or whatever and talk to his family and build a relationship. Like, this is the type of run that, you know, opens doors to players that you probably thought you never had a chance at before. So, hey, let's just embrace this. You know, let's not worry about what this joke over here, over ESPN or CBS or Yahoo or whatever. Like, let's not worry about what they say because it, they're, they're all irrelevant. Syracuse is in the Final Four. And it doesn't get any better than that. They can sit there and throw whatever shade they want. They all just salty right now because they look dumb. Syracuse is out there doing big things, and all 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 the hate they've been they've been spitting out for the last few weeks, 
thrown right back in their face. So, like, like I was saying in the beginning, there's nothing they can't say. That's why I was saying last week that I wanted Virginia. Because once we beat Virginia, there is no excuses. Like, they can't say anything. We, we haven't beat all. We just beat mid-majors or we beat in 15 seeds. Virginia's a one seed that they all said had an easy path to finally get to a Final Four, and we beat them. And we beat them. So there's nothing more to be said. Those guys, they're all irrelevant. And, like, I could care less what they're saying if they're still not giving Syracuse their proper credit or if they're saying this about Bayham, you know, I, whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Whatever, man. I'm happy about this Final Four, and I'm just just happy for the guys. I'm happy for the players. You know, it's, it's, a, good, it's a good thing. You know, the men's, the women's side, I mean, who would have thought Syracuse women – would be in the final four as well. I mean, it's, it's it's just great for the university and stuff. And um, also another thing, Q's fans, don't worry about our players' draft status. I mean, I've seen people already talking about is Malachi Richardson gonna go pro? Is Tyler Lydon gonna test the draft waters? Once again, just enjoy this run, and when the season is over, then we all can get to that. Me, personally, I think both or maybe one will test will test the whole draft process, try to get into the combine, do some workouts and stuff. But I think when all said and done, they'll both be back. But then again, I can see a situation where maybe if Malachi Richardson has a couple more games like he had against Virginia and say we win a championship, then maybe it gets to a point where his stock, you know, boosts up and, you know, he ends up trying to strike when the iron's hot. But I don't know. That's just too hard to guess right now. Like, we'll, let's just enjoy this, this run right now. Let's see if we can close it out with a championship. And um, when the season becomes a wrap, then, you know, we'll take it from there and stuff. But like I said, I think both or maybe one or the other um, will will, will uh, put their name in the draft and go through the process and stuff. But, um, you know, I don't, I don't see either one being um, first-round locks or anything like that at this point. So we'll we'll just leave it at that. And if they do decide to put their name in the draft and stuff, and just go to just test the draft orders and stuff, don't kill these guys. Don't pull a Tyler Ennis move or Chris McCullough. I don't want to see people name calling and getting that dumb on social media and stuff. Let them do what they're gonna do, and just let the process play out. So Q's Nation, behave yourselves. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Let's let's not have like when Chris McCullough had to put out something about, you know, all all the you know, the people getting at him and saying all kind of crazy stuff and like let's not have that. Like let's um let's let's respect these guys and just let the process play out and we'll see how things go. And um closing this out 
Closing this out, I want to give a shout-out, and an and LOL shout-out to Pitt. You know, Jamie Dixon, you know, he was out of there, went to TCU. And, and, and Pittsburgh fans were real excited, I think, a few days after that, talking about, oh, Sean Miller is coming home. And <laughs> thinking y'all getting Sean Miller, and all of a sudden, Kevin Stallings? Really? Hey. As a Q's fan, great job, guys. Great job. I support the move. You know, you get a man who who hasn't been past the Sweet 16 in his, like, 17-year coaching career when he was at Vanderbilt, known for first-round exits. I think the dude had, like, three first-round picks for three years and only won one <laughs> tournament game. And I doubt he's ever going to get talent like that at Pittsburgh to get three guys who will be first-round picks. I mean, Jamie Dixon couldn't even do that. So I doubt Kevin Stallings is going to do that at Pittsburgh. So shout-out to y'all. You got a guy who fits the criteria of first-round losses, early exits. So it's all good to me. And and the thing is, he's going to bring a style, a finesse style, where we don't have to worry about jail ball no more. So I support this high. I mean, if, if Pittsburgh still continues to own us, then something is wrong. That needs to change next season right away. So once again, shout out to Pittsburgh on that hire. <laughs> but anyway, Q's Nation, like I said, let's celebrate this time. This is a beautiful run. Um, this this is a run that I'm never gonna forget. These last two games, memorable. Thursday, um, Friday night and Sunday, is 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 it's gonna go down in history. So, Q's fans, just live in the moment. Don't buy into the negativity. And uh, you know, let's 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 hope that our team can uh win this championship. Cause I want to come back on next week, and I want to do a championship podcast. Alright, so checking out Hughes Nation, let's go Orange.